You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's good? This is Trey Johnson, defensive back from Villanova University, and you're listening to On the Fin Side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite round in the NFL draft. Not the first round, but the second round. This tends to be the, the round where the value starts falling down to. You have a whole day to take a look at the board and re-examine it after Thursday night. So, Paul and I are going to take a look at players that could be available there at the Dolphins second round pick. But like we did with the first rounders, we're going to take a few players off the board because frankly, they're probably not going to be there and it's probably not worthy of discussion. We're going to take 25 players off the board. We're going to go through this list and listen closely. So you don't miss because I don't want to get any tweets about, Oh, well uh, you, you shouldn't have, you should have uh, projected that guy. And then I've got to cut and paste the list to you. So we're going to take these 25 players off the board for the Dolphins in the second round quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield running back, Saquon Barkley wide receiver, Calvin Ridley offensive guard, Quentin Nelson tackles, Mike McGlinchey and Connor Williams center, James Daniels edge rushers, Bradley Chubb, Marcus Davenport and Harold Landry defensive tackles, Vita Vey, Deron Payne and Taven Bryant linebackers, Roquan Smith, Terrell Edmonds, Leighton Vander Esch, cornerbacks Denzel Ward, Josh Jackson, Mike Hughes, and safeties Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick. So we've got 25 that we're taking off the list here. Paul, I'm going to start off with my number five, and that's going to be defensive tackle from Michigan, Maurice Hurst. You know, he got a scare over the last couple of months, some problem with his heart that he's now been at least by most doctors cleared for so he should be fine in that regard but you never know some teams may not want to take that risk still could push him down to the Dolphins in the second round I actually have him ranked for the Dolphins over Vita Vea and Duran Payne even though he's pretty clear-cut third or fourth defensive tackle on most lists you look at him and he's 6'1 292 so a little bit undersized but I, in today's NFL, I don't see him as that undersized. I mean, you look at, for example, Grady Jarrett for the Falcons is smaller than that, and he plays at a very high level. On third down, having Maurice Hurst and Jordan Phillips at D-tackle going after the quarterback with the four-man defensive end rotation the Dolphins have, I think you can really consistently get pressure on the quarterback with just four guys. The last couple of years at Michigan, 24 and a half tackles for loss over the last 
two years, which is insane. Vita Vea had 12 tackles for loss over the last two years. Deron Payne, four and a half. Taven Bryant, nine. So he really does get into the backfield a lot. Paul, who's number five on your list? For me, I went with a position that Miami's pretty stacked at. It's I know the wide receiver room is, is really crowded, but DJ Moore is a guy that may be available here in the second round, the wide receiver out of Maryland. He's 6'1", 200 pounds, runs a 4'4", 240. He's really been starting to rise up draft boards, so he might be gone. But if he's still on the board, he's a guy that, that really blew up this year with Maryland and, and I just think could add some some competition to that wide receiver room and, and may be able to enable Miami to possibly move Devontae Parker and come back into the second round, which may not be a popular opinion because, let's face it, when Devontae Parker does some special things, he's one of the best in the league. But when he doesn't do some special things, he's one of the worst in the league. He causes so many turnovers that I'm almost ready to move on from him because I'm tired of waiting for him to break out. Miami's got some good young prospects, and I just think DJ Moore adds to that. So, Number five target here, and take that with a grain of salt, is DJ Moore out of Maryland. But my number four here is is the running back Darius Geis out of LSU. I think we talked about it in our draft target show as far as positions, the fact that Miami still needs an explosive young running back to pair in that backfield. And really, I just think he's one of those guys that could just add so much value for the next few years out of that running back spot. He set the single-game record for LSU with 285 yards in a game. And if you pair him here, Miami's got a really special explosive offense, which is something they need to have. Back, I, although I don't have one of my top five list here, they're not far off. And when you look at, at Darius Geis, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, could be a consideration for the Dolphins there in the second round. My Number four on my list is going to be guard Billy Price out of Ohio State. Now, I know – listeners are thinking, well, guard's not a big need. I agree it's not a big need, and I don't care. He played the interior of the offensive line for four years at Ohio State. Three of those years were at right guard. Then he moved to center as a senior. I I loved him equally at both positions. I've seen a lot of him play. And if you have the the Dolphins' offensive line from left to right, Tunzel, Sitton, Kilgore, Price, and Juwan James, I think you've taken this unit, at least on paper, up to a B plus or an A minus from you know, maybe even a D and an F over the last couple of years. He did have a torn pectoral from doing bench presses, but he should be ready for training camp. I could see him being a day one right guard and then kicking into center as Daniel Kilgore gets a little bit further into his 30s. Number three on my list is going to be a tight end, Mark Andrews. This is number one tight end on my board, especially for the Dolphins. Reminds me a lot of Travis Kelsey, an oversized wide receiver type. He's very raw as a blocker, but he can line up with his hand in the dirt. And he's definitely big enough to do it. And the Dolphins have to on their offense with how with how often they're going to have four wide receivers and how much they invested in them. They have to have a tight end who at least has the bulk to put his hand in the ground and be that sixth offensive lineman. I'm not saying Andrews is experienced doing it, but if he can adjust well enough to that to at least get in the way I think he really provides another weapon and I hope the Dolphins if they do get a tight end here over the next couple of years or this year they actually go the draft route on that for me at number three I've got Rashawn Evans the linebacker out of Alabama Uh, some of this is going to be dependent upon what Miami does in the first round if they don't end up with Roquan or Tremaine Edmonds then 
linebacker is still a need here. And Rashawn Evans may go before Miami picks, but if he is there on the board, I think he's somebody that can come in. He may have to fill the middle. You may have to kick Raekwon McMillan to the outside, which is totally fine by me. I think he'll be just fine out there. But I think Rashawn comes in and, and does a lot of the things we talked about with what we talked about in regards to Roquan and, and Tremaine. And it allows Miami to move on from Kiko Alonso and play either Stephon Anthony or Chase Allen when, when they're in the three-linebacker situation, which I'm completely fine with. And I think it helps solidify this Dolphins defense, not just for 2018, but for the years down the road. My number two, though, is I know you mentioned tight, a tight end. I'm going to go with the number two tight end on my board, which is Mike Gesicki. He's a decent blocker. Uh, he, can, he can still make some decent plays with, with the ball in the air. And he helps Miami with that red zone threat like we talked about earlier. It's, it's Miami needs some help in the red zone. I don't think he's as explosive as, say, a Dallas Goddard or uh, a Hayden Hurst as far as down the field and, and really could help the team out here. Yeah, a lot of tight ends to choose from in this draft. My number two is going to be, going back to that safety spot, is Justin Reed from Stanford. Uh, six foot, 200 plus pounds, versatile, has the bloodlines. His older brother is uh, former 49ers free safety and current free agent Eric Reed. Uh, he runs like a cornerback, has great awareness. He really put it all together this past year uh, uh, playing for playing for Stanford where he had five interceptions. He just turned 21 years old. To me, he kind of the same concept as Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick. The idea is that you can move him all around the defense, and that would be a, a major thing that the Dolphins could do. If you could put a bit free safety in some looks, you move TJ McDonald down, or maybe you have uh, Reed be your fourth cornerback in a few looks. But long-term, you have him next to Rashad Jones as back in that fight, in that last four there. Number one is going to be somebody I know is not on Paul's list. It would tear Dolphins' Twitter to shreds if this were the pick. And I have given a lot of thought to this, and I fought it a lot. My number one would be quarterback Lamar Jackson, and here's why. First, when I look at, when I look at Jackson, he has the skill set that I think in the first couple of years in the league is really difficult for the NFL to adjust to. You look at the immediate success of Michael Vick and RG3 and Tim Tebow, even to a certain extent, and Vince Young, they had success early in the career because a lot of teams didn't know how to defend them. I think that's going to be the same case with Lamar Jackson. I also think he'll come in the NFL with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, you've got to think he takes it personally after being top three in the Heisman over the last two years, one of the best college football players of all time, that he's not really in the discussion to be one of the top four quarterbacks. An interesting stat with Lamar Jackson, PFF had this, and this is one I did very much pay attention to. Some I don't, don't, some I do. When looking at his second read, Lamar Jackson ranked among the top quarterbacks as second barely behind Baker Mayfield. So I think the misconception is that he's either going to hit his first option or he's going to run. I don't think that's the case. I think he's a little more accurate people than people give him credit for. I haven't seen a quarterback this fast come out of college since Michael Vick. He's obviously got the production. He, my concern is he would be very polarizing behind Ryan Tannehill, but I think it would be worth the risk. With a team with this few stars, if you hit on Lamar Jackson, in the second round, I think you hit it big. 
And that's why if he fell to 42, which I don't expect, but he could, I would take him there. I actually don't hate the pick. My oddity there is I'm still not sure I want to go quarterback yet in the draft. I do like some of the later round guys. But I actually do like Lamar Jackson in, in some ways more than I like some of the guys in the top four. Uh, it's absolutely a travesty that, that teams haven't listed him out there or experts haven't listed him out there and kind of leaving him as an afterthought. So I wouldn't hate the pick. But for me, and I think you already know who my second-round pick is going to be. He's a guy early in the process I had targeted in the third or fourth round, and apparently he's shot up everybody in the world's draft boards and now even may go in the first round, which I would be very brokenhearted about. But tight end Dallas Goddard comes in here and becomes a special player immediately, gives Tannehill that outlet, but can also stretch the field. And he's the second-best blocking tight end in this year's draft on top of that. So he can stay in and block, and you've still got to account from him from a defensive perspective as far as a receiving threat. So he's going to freeze a linebacker. He's going to freeze a safety, and that's going to allow Jakeem Grant, Kenny Stills, Danny Amendola, all of these guys, Albert Wilson, all of these guys a little bit better look down the field for Tannehill to throw that deep ball that he doesn't get the credit for because he's had so many stone-handed wide receivers through the years. So – I just think Dallas Goddard comes in here and really opens this offense up so completely. And he's a better blocker than what they've had in a while other than Anthony Fasano. So for me, I just love the idea of getting Dallas Goddard into, into aqua and orange or teal and orange or whatever, whichever one you want to call it these days. And I think he just completes this offense and now all you need is depth. So Dallas Goddard is far and away my number one for the second round. Yeah, Goddard is, even though he went to a small college, he definitely has the skill set. Had almost 2,400 yards. Or, oh, I think he had over 2,400 yards receiving in his last two years at the college rank. So he, he didn't just play at a high level. He's not just a a size-speed guy. He, he definitely produced, albeit at a lower level, but, hey, not bad uh, if, if you can get somebody like that with that skill set in here. And you're right. I think that even though – so so Goddard, when you look at him, he can put his hand in the dirt, even though he's not experienced as much block and kind of like Andrews, he can do it. And I think he brings a lot more power than Andrews or these other tight, end do, tight ends do. So he could be a really good fit. Not a really refined route runner. That would be my biggest concern. I think people can get in his back pocket a little bit where Andrews is a little bit smoother. But I think Goddard does have a lot more upside than Mark Andrews too. So it could be worth the pick there. You are listening to Cat and Paul picking on the fin side here, breaking down the Dolphins' potential second-round picks. And I, I would say these are more of, it's more of our second-round wish list. A lot of the players we named here, we took 25 of them off the board to begin with. But the players that we've, we've brought up, I'd say more of our wish list here for the second round. So we have five players. It's quite possible that, that three or four of the five on our list won't make it to that 42 spot. But Pretty confident that, that one of these players will. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the fifth side. So do you take us home? It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fifth side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fifth side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what...
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP SmartSide at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 